the Auburn Undercover Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Marcello from AuburnUndercover.com. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by WeHaveDonuts.com. Make sure and check out their pop-up location, now located at Pepper Place in downtown Birmingham. They're selling donuts there from 8.30 a.m. until they sell out Tuesday through Saturdays. Again, that's Pepper Place. In downtown Birmingham. No pre-orders necessary. Also, you can find them at Prevail Union Coffee Shops in Montgomery and Auburn. And now at Lavish Coffee Bar and Jasper. Again, go to We Have Donuts, D-O-U-G-H, nuts.com for more information, including how they can provide donuts to your corporate events, parties, or anything else. Get together, or if you just want a donut wall in your house, they could set you up. I want a donut wall. Anyway, uh, big show uh, lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to go immediately into recruiting. Of course, we'll talk basketball here in a little bit. Big recruiting weekend. Auburn picked up a commitment from Harold Joyner, running back, and, of course, several more uh, high-profile prospects on campus this weekend, 14 in total. Uh, let's go straight to Keith Niebuhr, Auburn Undercover's recruiting analyst. Keith, uh, Auburn, of course, got Harold Joyner running back uh, out of Mountain Brook as a commitment this weekend. There's a possibility maybe seeing two players commit to Auburn, but um, 14 players visited. What was your overall take uh, from this official weekend for the 14 visitors yeah. and, of course, the commitment? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a pretty big positive for Auburn. Um, I think that actually there could have been a couple more guys commit, and I think the fact that they didn't, was more Auburn's choice. Auburn's doing it. Cornerback, you had a few guys visit, Roger McCreary, Cam Taylor. And I think Auburn's being very uh, picky, very selective at cornerback. I think either one of those guys had Auburn pushed, probably would have just jumped right right in board or on board. Uh, but the Tigers have other guys visiting over the next few weeks, some some bigger-name kids, I think, uh, Elijah Griffin out of California and probably leaning towards Southern Cal. But he's going to visit, it looks like. And there may be some other guys. They're working hard on getting five-star Tyson Campbell out of South Florida on campus, probably a Georgia lean right now. But I think the feeling is they can circle back to these guys, and if they want them at a later date, they'd still be there. Uh, that Auburn probably be the, the offer that stands out to those two guys. McCreary already has one. It's just uh, Auburn's telling them to be patient. Cam Taylor does not have one. Uh, and then also tight end Matt Alamo out of New Jersey. You know, he's looking at Auburn pretty hard. He's looking at Texas A&M, but as we record this, uh, seems like Texas A&M is going to fill up, and, and by the time it runs, that may be the case at the tight end position. So with, with Matt Alamo, I think Auburn's in a good spot. If they decide they want a tight end, you know, it's always been thought that they did. Uh, in fact, that was the always been the intel that, hey, they definitely want a tight end. But picking up Harold Joyner, a guy that can line up in multiple positions, maybe gives you some flexibility, play running back, receiver. He may be able to line up at tight end. So Auburn really is in a numbers crunch brand, and that's a good problem to have. I mean, tough choices to make, but a good problem to have when you have uh, fewer spots available than guys that want to probably jump on board. So Matt Alamo, the tight end out of New Jersey, I think Auburn's going to visit him this weekend. Again, I think if Auburn pushes with him, they'll get him as well. Uh, you know, obviously getting Harold Joyner was significant. I think they had a big weekend with Matthew Hill, too. He's a four-star receiver who's committed to Auburn, but he's been flirting pretty big with Clemson. In fact, I think he's still going to visit Clemson, but Auburn thinks that they probably have done enough if they continue to heavily recruit him, because they're going to have to, to keep him on board 
Uh, again, it's going to be a battle. I know Clemson had some was gaining some confidence last week, and and I think Auburn has done his best to stem that tide. And then one other guy to mention, or a couple other guys, Connus Miller. I know you interviewed him, Brandon, four-star defensive tackle. He says, "Hey, I'm as committed to Auburn as I have been since the day I committed, but I want to take visits." He hasn't deviated from that plan. He's always said, "I'm going to take visits." That's where he is. I think you need to keep an eye on Tennessee, uh, but at the end of the day, I think he ends up at Auburn. And then. Anthony Schwartz, a big-time receiver who Auburn got a commitment from on January 4th, probably the fastest recruit in the country. He's going to run track at Auburn as a sprinter in the 100 meters where his best time is 10.15 seconds. He says, hey, I'm 100%. I'm not even really entertaining the thought of visiting other schools. Uh, Since he just committed, he didn't have a chance to sign in December. So I think all in all, successful weekend for Auburn. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, obviously Auburn had – a good handful of uh, commitments on campus during this this visit yeah. time. And as you said, uh, a few of these guys that were saying, hey, Auburn's high on my list, they're guys at Auburn, as you said, are kind of telling, hey, let's hold off a minute. we got to figure some things out. You've got to figure some things out. Let's not pull the trigger right away right now. But among those guys, as you've mentioned, Roger McCreary, uh, Matt Alamo, who do you think here – before signing day or on signing day is the likeliest to maybe Auburn to circle back around and say, hey, let's go ahead and bring you on board? Well, I think Alamo, Matt Alamo, the tight end, I think, I think. I mean, they need corners. Well, you know, now that I say that, i, I got to think about this for a second because Auburn's recruiting some big-name corners but probably has a lot of work to do with any of them. So, you know, it might be a guy like Roger McCreary, uh, the cornerback out of Mobile who had 2,000 yards of offense and also eight interceptions on defense his stock is rising nc state offered him on friday you know when auburn offered him he was still committed to south alabama and then he later decommitted people thought well this is just a throwaway offer but now you see as other schools are evaluating senior film and trying to see what is out there after the early signing period you're seeing some colleges find roger mccreary he's going to visit alabama this weekend i don't think they'll offer i guess you never really know but tennessee the weekend after that nc state has offered and duke has gotten involved so he's a high academic guy as well so Maybe it is him. Now, with Alamo, again, it, you know, Auburn wants and really feels like it needs a tight end. And I think they like him. I mean, I, he says they're going to come visit him this week with Gus Malzahn being part of that crew. So that tells me that, that, that they like him. But it is a numbers crunch. Again, Auburn's now got 15 signed, seven others committed. That's 22. Possibly going to gray shirt one kid, Colby Fuqua, who visited this past weekend as a safety. Uh, gray shirt meaning he wouldn't enroll till next January and then wouldn't count toward the scholarship total in this class. So they, but still, even if you do that, that gives you four or five spots at the most. So spots are running out and you've still got some big fish out there. You've got, including Quay Walker, the talented linebacker who's committed to Alabama. So, you know, you don't always get your first choice on guys. So if Auburn says, Hey, you know, didn't get Quay Walker. Now, what do I want to do with that spot? If you're Gus Malzahn, do you want to give it to a corner? Do you want to then say, okay, absolutely. I need a tight end. So Auburn's got a lot of tough decisions, but maybe at cornerback where it seems like the guys they're recruiting outside of McCreary and Cam Taylor potentially could be guys without that aren't maybe in their reach. I, we don't think. I mean, you know, you get a kid on campus, Brandon, anything's possible. And with Auburn's situation at cornerback, an elite target may come onto campus not even thinking he likes Auburn or, or is that interested. Oh, I'll just check out that school. By the end of the weekend – They've convinced him he's going to start, you know, the first week of September, and maybe that can change a kid's mind. So, you know, uh, but all things considered, what we know today, maybe McCreary the most likely, 
and Matt Alamo the second most likely. But it, it's just amazing how fast these things change. I mean, Auburn had an on-again, off-again relationship with Harold Joyner for the last year, and finally Gus Malzahn made the decision uh, over the weekend to take him. And, and anybody who thinks that decision was made before then, uh, I mean, I don't want to question anybody's sources, but I mean, you know, Brandon, you and I work in that building a lot, and, and you know, we have our own sources, and uh, I don't think Gus Malzahn made that decision to take him until this weekend. Every staff is different, and you and I know that at Auburn, it always comes down to what he says at the end on takes. Some head coaches are a little bit more uh, lax about that, and they say, hey, you're the defensive coordinator. You make the decision. Well, at Auburn, Gus Malzahn really makes the final call on every guy. And, uh, and so things can change. For a long time, it looked like he would end up somewhere else. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Now, you, you talk about uh, some elite cornerbacks, some other elite players. Auburn's got, what, spots for about five more guys? Yeah, four or five more guys. I mean, they don't want – you know, people think, well, why don't you have the – they ask, why don't you have the final number? Well, first of all, most schools don't want their exact number out there. They don't want it to be held against them in any way, used against them. They want to know what they're working with. They know what their cards look like. They don't ever really want anybody else to see what their cards look like. But we think four or five spots remaining. So, you know, there's just, again, tough choices. I mean, do you need one cornerback or do you need two? Well, if you can take two – if you can get two elite guys – well, sure, you take two, but then that means you're pulling away from somewhere else, and then you have to decide, okay, well, where, where am I going to pull away from? Well, Auburn already has four receivers. They have three safeties. Do they gray shirt a guy? Do they ask another guy to gray shirt? I mean, you know, a lot. it can go in a lot of different directions, but were you asking me what I think they might do? I, I missed the last part. Yeah, at one, how many guys do you think they'll probably end up yeah. signing? And then also, going forward, I guess kind of give us a preview of what to expect even this next week and the weekend after and names we need to know and the positions they're playing that we haven't uh, really hit on yet. My gut says 25 will be signed again. Gut. I mean, you know, look last year, the last couple of years, they picked up extra guys on signing day that you didn't even really, they came out of nowhere. Jartavius Whitlow was one last, uh, last year, the year before it was Daniel Thomas. So they always have a way of doing something like that now. Uh, but I think 25, I think their hard number is 25. It could maybe be 26, so they can't really go above that. Uh, the next few weeks, I mean, the next week, the big visitor without question is Richard Garage, four-star offensive tackle out of Florida. He's been committed to the Gators since October, but he seems that seems shaky. He visited Clemson last weekend. Um, now, I will tell you this. Uh, a week ago, everybody thought, or my sources thought, that Auburn had really surged ahead and that Clemson – was behind and and some of those sources were actually coming from the Clemson side well after this past weekend Clemson now feels very good about where things uh, went during his official visit to Clemson and it sounds like they feel like they're in good shape now so that tells you two things but he didn't commit by the way so that's a good thing he's already committed to Florida but that he's wavering there but he's an impressionable young guy it seems like wherever he visits that's the school that's trending so I think that's good for Auburn Uh, also though don't quit on Florida just yet it doesn't sound promising for them but he's saying he's going to visit there or the intel is that he's going to visit Florida after he visits Auburn, they're going to try their best to keep him. But it's between those three, probably Clemson leading right now, Auburn second. The week after, uh, you've got Justin Ross coming in. That's the four-star receiver, number one recruit in the state of Alabama. He's from Central High School in Phoenix City. It looks like, it really feels like, that, that Clemson's the team to beat with Alabama second. But Auburn's hanging around there. Now the thing is, if Auburn should land Justin Ross, that would give them five receivers in the class. And we've been told that if that happens, then 
holding on to Matthew Hill, who we mentioned earlier in this in this segment, will get a lot harder because he doesn't want to be part of a five receiver class. So there's some yin to the yang always. I mean, you you give, you take. I mean, it's it's always that in recruiting. And then also uh, on February 2nd, the last weekend before National Signing Day, a couple of big ones, Elijah Griffin, the four-star cornerback, number 31 recruit in the country out of Mission Viejo, California. He's the son of uh, the famed rapper Warren G. I, I know, Brandon, you used to shake it to, to the song Regulate back in the day. Probably still do. But uh, uh, probably do when nobody's looking. And then William Barnes. Now, actually, with Elijah Griffin, I think he's leaning SC, Southern Cal right now. Tennessee's in Michigan. Too. But, again, you just get a kid on visit. On a visit, you hope for the best. And then William Barnes, uh, offensive tackle out of Apopka, Florida. Auburn really likes him a lot. Probably leaning North Carolina at this time. But, um, you know, uh, Florida's in it. It's Auburn, North Carolina, Florida. It depends on who you talk to, who is set running second behind North Carolina. His mother went to North Carolina, so there's some strong ties to that school and community. Uh, Florida people think they're second. Auburn probably thinks it's second. And uh, those are really the big ones. There's going to be some other ones pop up. Quay Walker, the Alabama linebacker commit I mentioned earlier, he's going to visit. It's just going to be the, the date isn't quite set yet. Again, Auburn's trying to get Tyson Campbell on campus, five-star cornerback out of South Florida uh, in the Fort Lauderdale area. And then another name to know, Caleb Tanner, four-star defensive end from the Atlanta area. He's either going to visit this weekend or the next. I think it was going to be the 26th, and Auburn's trying to move it up. So I'm just waiting to get some final word on that but uh yeah, there's a lot of guys joseph focha a cornerback out of louisiana that auburn's still evaluating another another guy on the cornerback board a very good safety uh, and auburn's taking a look at him at the cornerback position because there's a much greater need there now uh, because auburn has done so well in this class at safety so really down the stretch brandon cornerback and offensive tackle are really where they've got to finish strong i mean they yeah. they've got to they don't have any choice i mean they've got it's just that it hasn't been great at either one of those positions so far in this cycle. But, you know, I don't know if you push the panic, panic button now, but, um, you know, it's getting to that point where they got to finish strong at those spots. Yeah, three visiting weekends remaining. Uh, is there going to be a weekend coming up where they have 14 visitors again? Or is nah, this was this the biggest? So. Yeah. Um, that, that was a big one, yeah. So moving forward, obviously, as you said, We've identified the most important positions at corner and offensive tackle. If you had to handicap it, who do you think Auburn's got the strongest chances of possibly luring to the Plains, even though they're you know already locked up elsewhere, committed-wise, yeah. or looking elsewhere? Well, when you, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, that's, gritty, that's when you're having – some real battles. That's when these things could go either way. Richard Garage, the offensive tackle, you know, after the Iron Bowl, Auburn really became a factor. He loved it. And uh, again, he, like I said, he's very impressionable. So he's going to be on campus this weekend after a big visit to Clemson, where quite frankly, they were a little surprised he didn't commit. They felt it went so well. So that's a guy that Auburn's still very much in it. Uh, they're going to have to really pull out all the stops and roll out the red carpet, every cliche you can think of. They've They've still got a shot, but they got to impress them this week. Again, not many spots. If they push for Matt Alamo, I think they'd get him. If they push for any of the cornerback guys, uh, Roger McCreary, Cam Taylor, or Joseph Focha, I think they'd get one of those guys. Uh, again, it's uh, linebacker Quay Walker. There's some work to be done there. Uh, Tennessee's in it. Georgia's in it. If Auburn doesn't feel good about its chances with Quay Walker, I could see them shifting and using that position 
that spot, excuse me, that scholarship spot on maybe defensive end Caleb Tanner, a former Georgia commit who just visited Nebraska this past weekend. So, again, it's 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 so hard to predict this time of year because now you're into real battles. I mean, if it's all right. the plan B guys, that's easy because you could just slot them all right now. But when you're shooting for big fish, you just don't know. And they, and people say, well, maybe they should take these other guys and, and, uh, and just be done. But you know, you, you put so much time, you invest so much energy. They've been recruiting Richard garage for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You don't just pull the plug on that. Yeah. It's a, it's a game of chicken. You know, it's a game of chicken always, Brandon, though you, you may run right into the guy in front of you or you, he may veer off the road and you may win the battle, but it, it's tough. I mean, it, it's really tough, but they've got to close strong on the offensive line. You know, they're looking at some grad transfers too. So there's always that sitting out there. Uh, but, you know, Richard Garage would be a guy. They'd love to have William Barnes would be a guy. I just think they're probably sitting in second place with both those guys right now, but they still have the visits in their back pockets. Those are coming. What can you tell us about that Stanford kid? Yeah, that's his name's Casey Tucker. He started – I think his second and third years at Stanford, then this fourth season, he just wasn't clicking with the staff anymore and just really quit the team. Uh, but he's a big kid. He's a former top 100 national recruit. Again, he started games, several games, on the Stanford offensive line. I think most people would agree he's better as a run blocker than a pass blocker. Auburn's trying to get a visit out of him. I do think it's going to be – I do think it's going to be tough to get to get the visit and then tough to land him. Tougher to land him, obviously, because you got to get him on campus first. But he's looking at a bunch of schools. He just visited, as we're recording, I think he's still at Texas. I've heard that Michigan could still be in the hunt. I've heard that uh, Nebraska is certainly a team to watch. And then maybe Arizona State. And he's from Scott's, or excuse me, he's from, uh, I think, Chandler, Arizona, which is in the, the greater Phoenix area, just south of of Arizona State University. So those are some schools to watch. They'd love to get him on campus. He reached out to them. Chip Lindsey, the offensive coordinator, has worked in the Pac-12, so he knew about him. Herb Hand, I believe, had known him since his recruitment, so he knew about him. He's very high on Herb Hand. They're working on him. They're, they're working. They should know in the next few days whether they're going to get an official visit or not, and then anything's possible. He'd have one year to play, and, and he obviously – it goes without saying, he's trying to find the best spot where he can make a contribution right away. A grad transfer's not going to come in to be a backup. This is a guy that started games in the Pac-12. He's expecting to be a starter at his next stop. So they've got to sell more than that because, quite frankly, all the schools that are involved with him are going to be telling him, yeah, you're going to be playing. And that's why they're recruiting him because, quite frankly, he probably will be playing. Right. So Auburn's would have, you know, got, to, got to convince him to visit first. That's the, that's the big step. Get him on campus and then anything's possible. Early signing periods kind of take some drama out of things, but as you said, these last few weeks, we're yeah. going to, have to see a little bit of drama with a few players that Auburn's really trying to go after at offensive tackle and cornerback. Could we see uh, on signing day a situation where, you know, we see every year with Auburn where there's a high-profile recruit making a decision and making an announcement on signing day on that first Wednesday in February? Man, maybe. You know, they had an offensive tackle on campus this weekend, Dylan Wanham. I think South Carolina's in the lead four-star kid out of the Atlanta area, but Auburn's certainly in the mix. I think he may not do anything until national signing day. I, I just don't know. You know, a lot of kids, I don't know. It seems like what we're seeing now is kids are committing. You know, with the, I don't know. Brandon, I don't even know how to answer that. I think the kids are – it doesn't seem like as many kids are going to wait this year. Let's put it yeah. that way. It doesn't yeah. feel like. I think we're I think we're really going to know most of the class before then. There's always going to be some drama. Well, I'll give you one: Justin Ross, the four-star receiver from Phoenix City, who I mentioned earlier. I think he's going to announce on signing day. But the reality is, we sort of may know before then. At least we'll, we may know whether Auburn's in it or not. Um, but right. yeah, there's there's going to be some. Look, there's always going to be some drama. But for instance, if Auburn fills up 
before signing day, then you're gonna you're gonna know that they didn't they're not getting Justin Ross. Right, in other words, right. I don't think schools are gonna let kids. I think schools are starting. The, the early signing period was very advantageous for kids. It seems like they got the better the better deal out of that. But I think that now this latter part, I think schools are trying to take charge and. Like, for instance, uh, I don't know if I'm even making any sense here, but I think over the weekend, Harold Zoyner wanted to give Auburn a silent commitment. And Gus Malzahn, this is according to Harold, Harold told me this, Gus Malzahn said, not so fast, buddy. No silent commitments this time of year. Either you're in or you're not in. Okay, do you want to be here or do you not want to be here? Because Auburn knew it had the upper hand. Now, the guy, when your spots are tight, you do get the upper hand a lot of the time. Um, But Harold Zoyner, it looked like Auburn was probably his best option. You know, a guy like... Uh, a guy like Richard Garage may say, "I've got multiple options. If Auburn doesn't want to wait for me, that's all. That's too bad. I'll do what I want to do." But I think most of the kids are probably going to announce before then. But you know, there'll be some drama on signing day, no doubt about it. Yeah, especially when uh, you look at Florida, do coaching staff, they're willing to wait. Oh yeah, and then Clemson. Yeah. Um, looks like they've got 15 commitments. I'm not certain how many they're taking this year, but obviously they, they seem to be making uh, room for uh, potential for late. Uh, announcements on their end as well. Uh, Auburn right now, number 10 in the uh, 24-7 sports composite. Um, do you think it's going to be tough to hang in there for, at number 10 for a sixth straight year uh, for a signing class? Or what do you think here going down the stretch? You know, they're going to need to stay in the top. It's funny, a few weeks ago it looked like they might finish as high as, you know, sixth or seventh, you know, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth in that range. Now it looks like it's going to be Hard to stay in the top 10. I'd say 50-50. I think they need at least one more four-star, maybe two, uh, to stay in the top 10. Of course, you don't know what other schools are going to get, obviously. But just to give you an example here, in the rankings, you know Auburn's number 10 right now. Like you said, well, when you look at the number 11 team, Southern Cal, well, they only have 14 commitments. So they're, they're getting a lot of bang for their buck, by the way. they got three five-stars, all that. But let's just suppose they take, they take 22. That's eight more guys. Well, they're just a few points behind Auburn, so you'd have to figure they're going to pass Auburn. Clemson, one spot ahead of Auburn, has only 15 commitments. They're going to probably take three to five more themselves. So I don't see Auburn passing either one of those teams. So I think it's going to be hard. I think they've got a real shot. Also, don't forget this. There'll be rankings updates. Auburn guys could go up. That helps you. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if a few do. And consequently, other guys could go up at other schools or drop. So there's all these external factors. I'm going to say best guess between ninth and 12th. I think the worst Auburn does is probably like 12th in that range. And, you know, again, that wouldn't be in the top 10, but it wouldn't be terrible. Now, the key is if you finish 12th, do you fill your needs? If you're 12th, but yet you're still – you didn't get that cornerback you wanted, you didn't finish with the offensive lineman you wanted, then what does it really mean? Then it's not as high as in reality as the ranking would suggest. So are they going to fill their needs? But I'll say between ninth and 12th, it's 50-50 that they get in the top 10. It's it's going to be close. They've got a real shot, though. You know, if you flip a guy like Quay Walker, man, the odds go way up. Oh, sure. Then you're talking, then you're talking 90% in the top 10, just looking at the points. Auburn, they, they've got a shot. Yeah, Auburn, 22 commitments right now, 17 of them four stars. And as you yeah, said, they're, they're, they're about five points ahead of UC, USC excuse me, uh, at the number 10 spot right now. Yeah. Can I say one thing, Brandon? Yeah. The main the main thing I would look at is that when you look at the okay, they don't have any five stars in this class. So if you had if you that's where the points difference is right now. Like if they had a five star in the class, if you just made one of those four stars a five stars, then they're up to like number seven right now. 
So, I mean, what's the, is there really that big of a difference between the 30th ranked guy and the 80th ranked guy or whatever? So that's one way to look at it. And then also the average rating per commit for Auburn is 90.50. Well, the four-star threshold for us is 90. So the average rating for these 22 guys is a four-star. That's pretty good. So, I, again, I'm not sugarcoating anything. They're, I mean, you shouldn't have to when a team is number 10 in the rankings. But the average player is ranked as a four-star. That's a good, solid class. And, in fact, uh, that's, higher than, Dame, that's higher than Notre Dame, yeah. which is at number eight right now. Yeah, exactly. 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 And, and barely behind Oklahoma, which is number seven. So it's a good, solid class. It's just, it, it, one, it lacks the sizzle of a, of a five-star guy that they've had the last few years, Calvin Ashley, guys like that. So that's one thing. And then, two, as a fan, you, all of you out there are saying, all right, where's my big offensive tackle? Where's my big cornerback? That's what they're waiting for. That's really what they're waiting for. It's really those two things. And uh, if, if if it was there was one five star in the class and and they would maybe have one other offensive tackle committed, nobody would really be saying anything. Uh, but it's a good class. It's a good class. Yeah. Great. I don't know. Time will tell. Yep. Just quick recap, Keith. Give me three names Auburn fans need to keep an eye on these last three weeks. Okay. Well, Richard Garage, the, the big offensive tackle we mentioned a lot here. He's visiting this coming weekend. Uh, Caleb Tanner, I think, is a guy we need to keep an eye on, a, a defensive end, weak side end, buck linebacker type from Miller Grove uh, in Georgia, which is right outside of Atlanta. He's going to visit either this coming weekend or the weekend after. I think if Auburn pushes, they'll have an excellent shot. He's a former Georgia commit that uh, picked Georgia over Auburn. So that's those are two guys. And then at the cornerback position, I guess, can Auburn get Tyson Campbell to visit? I mean, he's considered a heavy Georgia lean right now. I, and Miami, out of Miami, and Georgia is really killing it down in South Florida. Can Auburn get him on campus? Big, big if. But if they can, hey, man, anything's possible. A lot of people didn't think Auburn would flip, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, oh, lost the name, Carlton Davis. Yep. A lot of people didn't think Auburn could flip him from Ohio State a few years ago, and they did, and he ended up being a three-year starter and just an invaluable player in the secondary. So we'll see. That spot's open. Tyson Campbell could be a day-one starter, and uh, Auburn's going to hammer that home. Yep, absolutely. Always exciting down the stretch. Thanks, Keith. Auburn basketball continues its hot streak. It's uh, quite unbelievable what they're doing right now. They are number 17 in the latest Associated Press poll, number 20 in the coaches poll. After starting 4-0 here in the SEC, two wins last week, both from uh, coming from behind, uh, double digits. They were behind against Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They won at Mississippi State on Saturday, 76-68, to to move to 16-1 and overall and 4-0 and in the SEC. And, of course, Auburn moves up in the polls. Quite the Auburn contingent, by the way, uh, of fans at the game, thanks to two busloads of uh, fans uh, traveling from Auburn to Starkville for that game, an idea that was brought up by Bruce Pearl and obviously work. We'll see if that continues. But uh, this week, huge uh, for Auburn. They have to go on the road at Alabama. Alabama, you know, kind of on and off this year, but they're a pretty good team. Uh, Very good team. They beat Texas A&M by, I think, 20-plus earlier this season. A&M's lost five straight right now after going up as high as the top 10, top five uh, of the polls. But very tough game. I would say it's the toughest away game for Auburn outside the Tennessee game earlier this season, which Auburn won, by the way, uh, by 10 points and also trailed in that game uh, by 14 points uh, in the first half, if I recall. 
at Tennessee. But this Alabama game, a little bit different. Obviously, it's a rivalry. It's going to be different from that standpoint. It's in Tuscaloosa. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on the SEC Network. Our Michael Nislick will be on the scene providing live updates and, of course, full coverage and stories uh, from courtside and the locker room after the game. Now, we did some advanced analytics uh, this weekend, Sunday, uh, at AuburnUndercover.com, kind of predicting what Auburn could do this season. Obviously, Auburn right now is a team that is firmly in place of making the NCAA tournament. I've seen them as high as number three, uh, as a number three seed in some brackets. Number five seems to be about the average, according to BracketMatrix.com. Great website, by the way. They aggregate about 73 brackets from across the country that people put together. And Auburn's average place is number five, is a number five seed right now. Of course, plenty of action to go. Auburn still has 14 SEC games remaining on the schedule, but in a good position heading forward to potentially uh, make the NCAA tournament. But if you look ahead right now, uh, for example, KenPalm.com, very popular website uh, when it comes to basketball. Uh, Auburn uh, is predicted just according to their chances and probabilities to win all but three games remaining on the schedule. Now, if that happens, that's incredible. I mean, uh, you know, losing only four games all season in the regular season, uh, just nuts, incredible. Uh, but um, even the games, some of these games that they're favored in probability-wise, including the Alabama game, it's by a slight margin. For example, Ken Palm predicts an 80-78 to 78 victory at Alabama, giving Auburn a 56% chance of winning. Um, but on the flip side, even these losses they're predicting are by no more than two points. In fact, two of the three losses they're predicting are by one point at Arkansas and at Missouri. Uh, Florida's a two-point loss that they're predicting. Uh, pretty incredible. Um their lowest percentage of winning a game is 43%, and that's at Florida. Um, that's as it stands right now. Things could change. Basketball, as we know, um, you lose one game, lose two games, and all of a sudden things start flipping a little bit, especially cons- it, it, depending on the, uh, 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 the opponent. Now, Auburn's playing two pretty good teams this week in Alabama, going to Alabama, and then they come back home and host Georgia on Saturday Auburn's given an 81% chance to win that game, by the way. But if Auburn continues to play as tough as it is right now, I mean, Bryce Brown came to life, really opened things up after Auburn was down double digits early in the second half of Mississippi State. Auburn's the type of team that when they hit a hot stretch of hitting their shots beyond the arc and they continue to play hard and grab rebounds, it's I continue to say this, it's hard for a team to do both of those things and Auburn manages in every game to do both of those things at some point where they just dominate the glass and they shoot these three-pointers very well. And it's hard for any team to combat that, to kind of counterbalance it. Teams have started to try and counterbalance that by going inside with their big men. Mississippi State, for example, has been doing that. Uh, even Ole Miss, to a certain extent, was trying. But what was interesting in that Ole Miss game last week Auburn went inside in the second half, started attacking the basket, and ended up coming back from a double-digit uh, deficit at halftime and won by 15 points. Um, Auburn just has the pieces. They have a lot of talent, a lot of great shooters. They're improving defensively. 
I think holding Mississippi State to 68 points on the road is a really good sign. They held Mississippi Ole Miss to 70 points last week. That was their best week defensively, possibly, of the entire season so far, uh, in my opinion. Can they keep it up? Alabama is going to want to run a little bit on them. And Auburn obviously wants to run as well. But defense, you have to play really good defense on the road to win games. But right now, Auburn just sitting pretty number one in the SEC at 4-0. and um, Early yet in the year, but this has been an impressive run. Auburn up to number 17 in the rankings. 14-game uh, winning streak, the longest in the entire country. Uh, just a uh, phenomenal effort by the players especially considering everything that's gone on with Austin Wiley and Dangerel Purifoy being uh, uh, off the court and ruled ineligible and Wiley not going to be available till next season if he returns to Auburn. Of course, there's an appeals process going on with that. Something could happen there, but my guess is nothing will as far as in the positive for Auburn. But with the pieces Auburn has in place right now, they can win some big games, and they have won big games. That's the That's the really, really good news for Auburn moving forward. So Auburn in position to make a run toward the postseason, make a run to the insulate tournament. Something that hasn't happened in a very long time, as we all know, but they got to keep it together. There will be a stretch. Listen, Auburn will lose again. Um, and I've seen a lot of Auburn fans, even in these last two games, really freaking out when they go down uh, double digits and are really cold from the field. But Auburn always responds you got to gotta get used to that. That's kind of Auburn's thing right now. They can't shoot three-pointers hot all game, although there probably will be a game at some point this season where they do that throughout the entire game and they win by 20 points against someone. But right now, it's hard to have that throughout an entire game. So they get down double digits to Alabama. I don't think that means the game's over by any stretch of the imagination, but something definitely to watch here. Huge game at Alabama. They win that game at Alabama. Uh, that's really one going to help their RPI, but two, I mean, their RPI is already at number six in the nation. Uh, but it's really going to help things out, uh, down the stretch. Every game's important, obviously, but Auburn's just got to keep fighting, got to keep fighting. Otherwise, you know, you don't want to get in a lot you know, kind of a, you know, in the dumps there at some point because you lose one game and then all of a sudden turns into a losing streak. But right now Auburn's doing the exact opposite of that winning games, winning games that they are trailing in and fighting back some really good games for the Tigers. And they're number one in the SEC. I don't think anybody would have been able to predict that going into this season at any point in the year that you could say, hey, Auburn's atop the standings after the first two weeks uh, of the SEC schedule. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Remember, we're presented by WeHaveDonuts.com, D-O-U-G-H-Nuts.com. You need to make sure and check out their pop-up location at Pepper Place in downtown Birmingham. They open at 8.30 a.m., and until they sell out of donuts, they're still there. Tuesday through Saturday, you do not need a pre-order on the website to go pick up some donuts from WeHaveDonuts.com. Uh, also, make sure to go to, pre- to Prevail Union Coffee Shops in Montgomery and Auburn, and also... We have donuts now available at Lavish Coffee Bar in Jasper. For more information, go to wehavedonuts.com. They will host, uh, you know, help you host uh, corporate events with their donut wall, which looks amazing. One day, maybe I'll get one. 
really good stuff. Go to wehavedonuts.com for full coverage of, well, full coverage. That's what we do. But full coverage of donuts. It needs to be like a donut news website. That'd be great. Anyway, that's it for the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Plenty of recruiting news. Basketball and, of course, football will always be on our minds uh, here in the coming weeks with the Senior Bowl coming up, uh, the NFL Combine, Pro Day, and then, of course, the NFL Draft and Spring Football will be here before you know it. Thanks again for listening. Go to AuburnUndercover.com for full coverage. (laughs) 